All right, what's going on, everyone? Today we got a really special guest. Uh, we got Rami Aman. He's a journalist and peace activist from the Gaza Strip who has a very interesting story to share. Rami, how are you doing today? Doing good? I'm fine. Thank you so much. You're to me. I'm good. Oh, of course. Of course. Perfect. Now, we'll, we'll jump right in here into the question. So, uh, Rami, I saw you're the founder of the Gaza Youth Committee. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that, what you guys do? You know, since years ago, I think Gaza Strip living under a very hard circumstances from or because of different issues coming internally inside Gaza Strip or coming externally outside Gaza Strip. So it was a great need, in my opinion, in 2009 or 2010, uh, after two years or three years of, from the controlling of Hamas over Gaza Strip, and uh, nobody care about Gaza, a huge Israeli siege, Hamas siege. Uh, in that time, it was very hard to live if you are uh, don't have a political background relate to Hamas or other parties. And the most, the majority of the Palestinians and the Palestinian territories, already they are independent. But uh, we don't have any chances to elect the new voices or something like that. Uh, and that time I was uh, 29 years old. And when I'm looking around myself, I don't see any leader care about my place or my community. And I see that a lot of people outside Gaza Strip misunderstand the real situation or the reality of, of the people inside Gaza. And that time I was a producer for RT Russia Today, and I was working uh, in, 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 in the journalism in Gaza and in uh, a community like Gaza. Uh, I think you will cover many, many, many things. Uh, and it's a good uh, place to have experience in the journalism and how you can uh, produce stories. Um, and that time, as I told you, I, I, I thought how I can build a new voice or how I can build an, 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 a new kind of leadership, can represent our voices, and then uh, engage in this Palestinian community and create leaders and something like that. Uh, so I, I still remember in the last of 2009, after the Israeli operation over Gaza Strip, when 1,400 Gazans killed, and after three or four years from the extremely internal conflict between Fatah and Hamas, and 1,000 Palestinians killed also. So inside myself, I, I, I was telling mine like maybe I will be the next victim. Maybe my someone from my relatives will be the next victim. Maybe one from my friends. Maybe one from my neighbors. And I have nothing to lose. So I started to discuss with my friends, with my family, how we can um, um, create a group or a mass or something like that. And uh, I started to share and speak with my friends, with my colleagues. Uh, I'm an engineer and uh, I'm a part also, or I'm a member in many organizations in Gaza. So I have a good network. And most of my friends looking at me that I'm independent. I'm, I'm not Fatah, I'm not Hamas. So it was easy in the beginning to get the, the, the trust from my friends and some youth. And we started from 2010 to uh, empower ourselves 
uh, I started to make some kind of capacity building for my for my group. We started to organize some initiatives uh, for the kids for the youth. And after three or four years, I started to make uh, some kind of political meetings between the youth and Fatah, between the youth and Hamas, talking about the the the, the coming future, talking about uh, how we are thinking, talking about uh, if there is any kind of cooperation. Of course, inside myself, I was believed that no one will take care of, of, of my request. But but it was like a sign from us for the Palestinian leadership in Gaza that we are here. So uh, we made, as I told you, many initiatives for the women, for the kids, for the orphans, for the youth who missed this kind of opportunities. And I used uh, my context in the civil society in Gaza and my experience, how I can create a movement, how I can uh, help or teach the youth with some kind of capacity building addresses like communication skills, like leadership, like uh, advocacy campaigns, like this kind of workshops, you know, I have a good experience in, in, in this field. Of course, this kind of work made for us uh, a small reputation in the beginning. So that means a lot for us that we arrange uh, the ears of the Gaza, that we let, let them know about us without using any kind of social media. Because in that time I was preparing, because in the beginning, if, if, uh, if a regime like Hamas realized that there is a group, a grow and the grow, of course, they will kill you in the beginning. Inside myself, I was looking also how I can do something for for, for the Gaza, trying to, to promote this peace voice from Gaza. I know the, 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 the streets inside Gaza. I know myself. I know my friends. I know how we are things. I know that not myself or not my friends, we are not uh, learning how we can use a gun in the morning to kill a Jew or to kill an Israeli. We are a normal community. Boys and girls loving each other. We have some handmade podcasts. We have one thousand Christians. We have girls covering hair hairs. We have girls not covering hair hairs. So we are like any other community. We have uh, guys smoking weed and we have guys. No, it's, it's like any other community. Uh, so this kind of media, it's not, you know, <laughs> reach outside. Nobody knows about that. The people knows about Gaza just that we are some fighters, that we are terrorists, that we have nothing to do, that we are dreaming all the night. How I can start next morning with killing an Israeli? Absolutely, it's a fake uh, thing. Most of the Palestinians prefer to work in Israel. Most of the Palestinians prefer to get their treatments in Israel. Most of the Palestinian businessmen prefer to import and export with Israeli business. What about the, the Fatah leaders? What about PA leaders? All of them in touch with the Israel. So I realized that some maybe parties use this kind of conflict. Maybe the Israeli government also used this kind of attitude against Hamas, but under the table, there is a lot of communication between them. They are sharing the same goal that they need to feed each other to stay. So I try how I can find a new generation, not just in Israel, everywhere. Believe that some people in Gaza think in peace, not work. Maybe work, it's hard to, 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 to believe. 
but maybe think it's better for any foreign foreign so believe me that i'm thinking in peace not working for peace it's just still thinking for peace we found many great europeans many great israelis because it's it's started from people to people i didn't use any kind of targeting group for any ngos i went for mdis for british council for unicef for unesco for seats for peace for the european delegation in gaza i told them that i need or i'd like to join any kind of a program include israelis and palestinians i was so serious in the beginning <laughs> they told me we have nothing to do they told me that the, there are no projects in gaza and they told me it's better to don't talk about that but uh, i was brave enough to answer that you got your salaries to make peace here i think there is no need to make peace in geneva there is no need to make peace in 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 germany so in that time i found that also i don't have a partner so i started my contacts with the signal of internet with some little uh, english language and i started step by step step by step uh, we built a very great connections there uh, we started like uh, initiative in 2015 called the skype with your enemy talking about a bring enemies together i'm not talking about israeli and palestinians no yes maybe it's the most important conflict in the world but we have other enemies we have pakistan and india we have uh, uh, like uh, northern and, uh, and southern korea we have like uh, Russia and Ukraine we have we have like some Moroccans and Algerians so we can invite enemies to Skype together mm. maybe in your first conversation you will ask about or maybe you will blame each other in the beginning but of course in the second or the third meeting you will ask about your name your hobbies your life this kind of communication i think also can open other kinds of communication to understand this co- conflict between the beneficiaries for this conflict um from 2005 we organized hundreds of uh, meetings between israelis and palestinians especially from gaza uh, away from ngos away from one dollar fund i started this career with my own money and uh, i sent a lot of proposals for the americans for the europeans but nobody cared <laughs> but after some years uh, we built our office in gaza in 2016 and like we started more initiatives in the streets in gaza calling people to make demonstrations to make a protest this kind of activities put me in the front of the security with, with with Hamas of course in that time Hamas realized that there is a guy called Rami Amal leading a group and he can convince him to to to, to come to the street or make a protest we need to leave all there is no protest in Gaza from 2011 until 2021 without me so we are talking about just in the last two years because i'm here in cairo but i'm right. not far away from gaza it's just 
It's just 400 kilometers. I'm shifting myself from this place to place so I can find more relaxation, more uh, safer, safer life, comfortable space. Yeah, because, yeah, because for me, in the last year, I was all the time have stresses. The phone uh, or maybe our door in Gaza rang. So it's like a message or a request for the police. If right. anyone, you know, <laughs> came behind me. So this kind of uh, uh, attitude in, in living, it's very hard. So until 2019, 2018, in that time, I started to make uh, initiatives in Gaza calling for peace in public. So through the March of Return, for example, in 2018 or 19, I started like, or I launched uh, 150 doves from Gaza Strip to Israel. It was in the border. So it was my first public initiative telling the Israelis after years of work underground that we are here over the ground. Launching doves, it was in a, a 2018, May 2018. I can send you a link so for, for some activity. Uh, so we spoke with a lot of Israelis about how we can create a new generation, can create new leaders. And we started like a good workshops, like good meetings. In the parallel line, I was in Gaza also active all the time. Uh, invite the uh, youth to, to participate with our activities until uh, 2019. In the end of this year, I was uh, traveling to India to meet, uh, to meet Delhi Lama. Uh, so I returned back to Gaza in January uh, 2020. And uh, then COVID came. And uh, first of April, in first of April, also I was preparing for a Zoom meeting, like any Zoom meeting. In that meeting, uh, we were talking about uh, the dangerous if uh, Corona arrived Gaza, and what kind of equipments we are miss here in Gaza. In that meeting, uh, we were like seven or eight participants from Gaza, and like more than of three hundred. Participants from Israel and other other foreign countries, uh, and then two days after this uh, meeting, a huge campaign started against me uh, from specific group in the Palestinian social media. So, but my, my question for my arrest, calling for my death. How did they? How did they Sorry? find out? My question is, how did they find out about that Zoom call? That you the Skype call that you had. It was, uh, you know, this, you know, it uh, there is a girl called uh, Hendel Khodari. This girl uh, worked for Amnesty in that time. Uh, she cooperated with some Palestinian in social media, especially from the left parties, and write same posts everywhere that Rami, he is a spy, Rami does normalization, Rami... Is a big uh, dangerous Rami. It's you know it was a message of death, and for me I don't care. I didn't uh, make any kind of reactions. I know myself. So until the morning of 9th of April, I received a call from the security, and I went there 
And I started a very big journey from 9th of April until 26th of October. So I, of course, we don't have time to talk about 200 days. <laughs> but of course, inside the deal, a lot of things happened. Uh, a lot of a lot of things. But the result was I'm the same person. Yes, maybe after my release, I was thinking like I am uh, like um, uh, as a human, I'm tired or I'm dead. But as an activist, I am very strong. I have a lot of power. I have great uh, and enough desire to continue my way, especially that after my release, I didn't find anyone from my people hating me or facing me in the streets uh, with bad words. Most of people were around me, uh, asked me to join my group, uh, asked me to continue. And uh, that's what happened. And after my release, I organized the last initiative in Gaza in uh, 2021 called One Bag, One Hope. Uh, here, uh, we like to promote uh, 510 backpacks with notebooks and clothes and everything. And uh, we gave it for uh, 510 beneficiary in Gaza need this kind of, need this kind of uh, help. And I think it was a very good enough message for, 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 for Hamas government that the people in Gaza and the families welcoming Rami Aman. So I'm not ashamed and I'm not that one uh, that you succeed in change the opinion for the people about him. No, because the people knows me. The people knows me sincere that I'm with them all. If anyone sent me a message, ask for a favor or ask for help or ask for something, I'm helping them, and it's easy for us to make, as I told you, any kind of advocacy campaign against uh, any part in Hamas government. And here we are, and we're still here again. I'm still here in Cairo, uh, trying to uh, find more partners, trying to register an NGO from America, an NGO from East Bank. So when I return to Gaza, I will back with more power, with more money, with more funds, with more projects. And here in Egypt also, like uh, the last weeks, I was busy, for example, with uh, participating in a fellowship here uh, under the, the hosting of the, the Egyptian Ministry of Youth and Sport. So here also in Cairo, I'm in the same field with the youth. Uh, trying to exchange my experience with the, the Egyptians here. And uh, I think, yeah, it's a good time uh, to me here in Egypt to uh, have more knowledge, to meet more people, uh, especially that Egypt as a country, I can meet anyone here in Egypt, any foreign, any Arabs, and I can continue my networking. Uh, so I'm so sorry, Jeremy, if I was talkative, I, I'd like, <laughs> I would like just to give you a small <laughs> conclusion, maybe. I know that maybe you don't have time now. Maybe you have a lot of questions. 
but uh, I promise that maybe we can arrange uh, other meetings in this week or next week. It's up to you. And thank you so much for your interesting to know more about uh, my story. Really yeah, proud I, about that. Yeah, of course. I, I I mean I do have some extra time if you if you <laughs> if you're if you're able to answer some questions. <laughs> um. So we, we covered a lot of it's things. It's a long story. You know, yeah. it's, a, it, it's a long story and <laughs> very complicated. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you you definitely you definitely covered a lot. I guess like one of my questions is you mentioned that like Gaza is very misunderstood by the media. What is what is it like? What is life like in Gaza? I guess if 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 you give like a brief summary, like a brief summary about the situation in Gaza. Well, like what is what is just daily life like? I guess, and do you blame more Hamas or more Israel for the the suffering of Palestinians? Again, again, your question. Repeat the question again. Absolutely. So I was curious what like daily life was like in Gaza. Um, you know, as an American, we kind of get the vision that like Gaza is almost like an open air prison. Um, is there any truth to that? And who do you blame more for the situation? Do you blame Hamas or Israelis? No, no. First of all, I blame myself, the Palestinians. We are responsible about what happened. We are responsible uh, responsible about promoting our message or how we can transfer the real message from Gaza. It's our responsibility. Of course, the Israelis, the Americans, the, the PA, other countries, maybe they have another kind of agendas for Gaza. But for me, I blame the Palestinians, I blame the Israelis, I blame the Americans, I blame uh, the international organization like UNORWA, like also the European delegation. This kind of, uh, uh, of foundation for me saved the conflict. When I'm looking at the UNICEF, the UNESCO, United Nations, the European delegation, Peace uh, Messenger uh, for United Nations or for other, they do nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, it's more of like the entire world. But and then no one's... all my blame, it's my blame going directly to the Palestinians. Okay, okay. So, my other question is. You were, and feel free if you, if you don't want to talk about this, but you were under detention from Hamas for about 200 days. Uh, what were their tactics when you were a prisoner? Were they were they brutal? Were they Did, did they employ torture? I buzzed all levels in this torture. <laughs> I was My very head, tough, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, it was like levels, you know, it was like levels. So, A lot of things happened. They treated me, kicked me, uh, stand just, <laughs> and we stand it up for hours like this, you know. So my your arm like this for three or four hours. I think it's it's the easiest type of torture there. <laughs> so another kind of torture. It was like uh, they didn't allow my family to visit me. Just after 60 days. So your family, of course, in a very bad feelings because they don't know anything about you, just a small call from 
from themselves inside the security. Telling my family that oh, Rami has nothing, Rami will release soon. So my family, why you are arrested him? If, if, if he has nothing, why, why he is there? So, but if he did something, tell us. So no answer. Um, the beginning, uh, the first period of time in that jail, it was like no sleeping. Uh, just the questions, the questions, the questions, same questions. Uh, they were asking me about who is the Mossad guy who gave me orders <laughs> or Shabbat guy, you know. <laughs> you know, it was like a stupid questions for me. They told me that when I pass Aries, you know, Aries, the crossing, yeah, crossing cross yeah. point between yeah, Ramallah. Yeah, they told me that when I pass Aries in my way to America. I met uh, like uh, a colonel or something in, in Shabak in Aries. I told him, no, that it didn't happen. No, no, they told me, no, no, that's happened. We know. Tell us about this. <laughs> I told them, I told them I stayed three months in America. So if I will meet someone, of course, I will meet him there. Not for a minute inside Aries. So just because of this answer, they removed me for four or five hours in a very small room because they thought that I'm lying. But when they requested me again, the same answer. When they started a new type of torture, kicking me or something, I'm looking at him. So what's the next? I'm engineer and I'm from a good family in Gaza. So for me, uh, it's forbidden that I will uh, like... Uh, ask him to leave me to let me leave or something like that or uh, uh, it was easy since years not that and not just in that time to say yes for many things and then i can be the hero in that time with some small hidden support from hamas but for me no it were a lot of no's there <laughs> No, so no, 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 no. Not for my, not, not for the answers if I'm a spy or not. Also, I had some offers, yeah, coming from them. But for me, no. So how did you? How did you eventually get freed? How are you able to be released? Uh, inside myself, I was believed that in any time they were releasing me, because I know myself. I didn't exchange with anyone maps of fighters. I didn't talk with any Israeli about something of Hamas or about uh, tunnels or about uh, anything. All of my discussions like this, talking, talking, just right. give me one evidence inside my talk that I'm talking about something not my business or talking about others. If anyone asking me about Hamas, I, I told them, ask Hamas. Don't ask me. Ask me about myself. Ask me about my vision. Ask me about my plan. Don't ask me about my opinion. And, and, and Hamas, my opinion, very clear. <laughs> so, uh, every time I was like, I know that a lot of international pressures coming for Hamas about my, about my name. The Arabs, the Egyptians, uh, in that time, uh, my arrest made like uh, a very huge uh, campaigns, campaign support me and campaign against me. So 
uh, I was afraid inside myself uh, of my family, about my family. I was scared about them. But inside myself, I always believed that when I started this career, that I will meet some challenges like that. Yes, maybe not like that 100%, but I was expect that I will face some challenges. Until the 25th of uh, October, they told me that next day there will be a court or something or a play. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so they released me in 26th of October. For what? For nothing. Why? Nothing. And then I started, for example, I, 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 I received also like invitation from New York University to go and study or talk about some topics. And I had like an Israeli permit in December 2020. But Hamas reject my traveling for the first time in December. And after that, I tried again in April. 2021 when in that time I had an Israeli permit and I should go to the American embassy and start like a visa process or something and uh, Hamas rejected my traveling for the first time in April 2021 in that time I was alone no no nobody care I was I called the, the ambassadors of Switzerland of Canada and some friends working in international NGOs telling them that Hamas, now I'm in a very big jail. Nobody care. Yeah. <laughs> so that time an Israeli operation started in May 2021 when they dropped the Al Jazeera Tower. You know, Al Jazeera Tower and all of these buildings near my home. I'm living in the Ramal area in the middle of Gaza City. So That's I was terrifying. telling myself, oh, 20. Yeah, 2020, I was uh, inside with Hamas. Now I am with Israel. So, <laughs> so it was like, how, how come, you know, I'm calling for peace and, and, and I'm calling for peace for some people also telling me. It's very, very complicated. I, I gave 200 days from my life for this topic. For peace building topic. They arrested me because I talked with the Israelis. I didn't ashamed that. I didn't hide that. I didn't hide that I'm talking with Israelis inside the jail, outside the jail. But at least I was expecting in that time uh, to see more hands. Just hand, you know, just hand. No, no, I don't want money or help or or job or say no i need just someone understand that 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 we are doing great things in gaza that we are trying to to, to break a taboo title called speak with israelis when i opened this gate six or five years ago a lot of palestinians now have discussions and talking with a lot of israelis and all of that started by Gaza Youth Committee. Ah, so you're the first person to do it. Yeah, I broke this taboo topic, you know, speak with Israelis from Gaza. Now, it's easy to find Palestinians uh, joining uh, meetings with Israelis. Maybe, yes, they are not talking about that because they are benefiting from that. If anyone hide their relation, 
I don't know why, but he should talk about it. Why it's good when he talk with the Israelis under the ground and benefit from the Israelis under the ground, but over the ground, he don't talk about this relation. Right. Right. Uh, also, the Israelis, when, when, when some of my Israeli friends, you know, after my release, started to speak with me, like, it's better to leave Gaza, it's better that good people leave Gaza. I was, like, upset of hearing this, this thing, because if we travel from Gaza, who will stay in Gaza? You will keep uh, just the rockets inside Gaza? <laughs> it's not a good solution for the Israelis that uh, good people travel to leave Gaza. You know, it's good if it's good uh, suggestions if they suggest to stay in Gaza and to create a peaceful generation in Gaza. So also this kind of attitude came to me after my release. So also for me, it was like I should review my relations, my connections, <laughs> because I don't want the Israeli to tell my people in Gaza to leave Gaza. I'm talking with the people in Gaza to stay in Gaza. I know it's hard, but at least we can start a new kind of life we can start something uh, but as i told you i didn't find like this israeli partner i know a lot of israelis but when i'm talking about partner i mean partner a partner not a partner giving me money no 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 a partner giving me advice a partner giving me and I will give him the same. We need each other. This conflict is responsible between us. If you are Israeli and I'm a, I'm a Palestinian, we are responsible to solve this conflict. If you, will, if you will not take care of that and I will leave it also, who will solve this conflict? America, France, Qatar? No one will understand this Conflict than the Israeli and Palestinian. And I'm not calling for one state solution. I'm not calling for two states solution. I'm not calling for any solution. I'm talking about let the people talk with each other and then they can decide in the future. If you would like to live in one state, two states, 100 states, it's our decision. But now, already we are living under two models. The Arab cities inside Israel, it's one state. Gaza and Israel, it's two states. And we have, every day we have accidents. Every day we have blood. Every day we have murders. Every day we have victims. Every day we have murders. In Israel or in Gaza. But what about the reasons of this conflict? They will stay forever. But who pay the price? The citizens here or there. We need just this kind of understanding coming from the people. And if, if we find mass of people uh, responsible for, 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 for their communities, it will be very easy to, to, to understand how we can solve this problem. Because if I come to this conflict from the upper, 
without knowing anything about the suffering, I will not give anything. We need leaders for this conflict coming from the bottom of this conflict, from the both sides, the Israelis and the Palestinians. Not kind of leaders coming from, not kind of leaders like Netanyahu, Abu Mazen, let me be more serious. We need the leaders coming from the people, not from that generation. And I believe that we will find the generation, maybe after 10 years, maybe after 20 years, the mentality of the Palestinian and the Israeli, it changed a lot in the last uh, 30 or 50 years. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess what's what's your outlook on the situation in the next, you know, 20, 20 in the now future? We have I guess. Social media. Now we have Facebook. Now we have a Twitter. Now in, now we have a lot of a lot of options can help us more. Absolutely. Not like Absolutely. The yeah. Um, well, Rami, that pretty much covers everything. So I, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much. It's the, we can we can maybe continue or set up a new date. Just uh, tell me. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I'm very happy. I'm very happy for this meeting. And I'm so, so sorry. Again, I'm not that one who is not respecting the invitations. <laughs> but believe me, the last weeks I was so busy. The internet here in Cairo, not all the time working well. And I'm using the data. So that's it. But in the end, we made it. And please, yeah. let's uh, talk again, maybe. Absolutely. All right. Appreciate it, Rami. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, brother. Have a good one.